you have happened upon the voice of the true resistance, whether purposely or by accident, you are welcome here. No matter your political belief, you are welcomed here. My purpose is to voice my opinions on current events. Start transmission. Greetings. If you've noticed, I've cut down the intro to reflect the fact that the left is not interested in civilized discourse. The likes of Antifa and BLM and their supporters want the public to agree with them or be silenced. They are not interested in reigning in extremism. They will not cease their violent actions until they achieve their stated goal of overthrowing the government of the United States or are met with superior force. I gave a listen to Michelle Obama's new self-titled podcast, and I must admit it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Her first guest was her husband and former President Barack Obama. The press is reporting that they both took numerous swipes at President Trump, but I didn't hear that. I even agreed with the couple when they said that the current younger generations are taught to expect everything will be given to them, and that this thinking is not true or good for the country. The bulk of this show was the usual politics about how the nuclear family isn't the only good kind. It sounded like Hillary's It Takes a Village ghost-written book was the source of this podcast. Will I be listening to future episodes? Nope. I've also started giving references for the stories I bring you, which makes it easier to look them up. Most will not show up in a Google search, so I recommend just going to the source and then search for the story. I've been witnessing another publicity blitz on tech media from the CCP company Huawei this week. I guess the last one's figurehead, a former IT guy from Homeland Security, didn't make enough of an impact because he has been replaced by Andy Purdy. Yet another retread and former head of cybersecurity from the Department of Homeland Security. He started his Zoom interview on Twitter with a veiled knock on the U.S. government, and his Zoom background displayed a BLM protest in front of the White House. After noticing these, I quickly tuned out to what he was saying, which was the same company line his predecessor was spewing a couple of months ago without the veiled knock or backdrop. How can this former employee of the U.S. government sit there with a straight face representing a corporation that is controlled by a single-party state that routinely crushes any opposition to it? Just asking for a friend. Epic Times. WNBA teams walk off court during national anthem in season openers. Players with the Seattle Storm and the New York Liberty walked off the court and into their locker rooms on July 25th as the U.S. National Anthem played prior to the opening game of the WNBA. WNBA, for those that don't know, stands for the Women's National Basketball Association. The women all donned black long-sleeve shirts with the Black Lives Matter slogan. The ESPN commentator said the walkout was a protest against social injustices. Okay, I have to ask. Does anyone really watch the Women's National Basketball Association? 
I don't know if anybody who watches this display of manly females playing substandard basketball. This league brings in around $60 million per season. Probably most of that comes from merch sales and television rights and has an average attendance of 6,768 people per game. The average viewership per game is 231,000, which surprises me that that many people watch this. I'm sure the NBA would like to jettison this albatross, but if they did so, they would be accused of being anti-feminist, homophobic, you know, the usual accusations. I'm just getting tired of this, which maybe is the point of all this turmoil, to wear us down, but having lived through the unrest of the 1960s, I feel the opposite will be achieved. Epic Times ICE says new foreign students can't enter the U.S. for online-only course loads in the fall semester unless they were enrolled on or before March 9th, officials said. U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement ICE said in a statement July 24th that its policy of granting visa flexibility to non-immigrant students won't apply to those who enrolled after after the cutoff. If you have listened to this show before, then you know how I feel about the F-series of visas. It, like other visa programs, is abused with a lot, if not most of the students, never leaving the country. It's a cash cow for the university, so don't expect any major changes anytime soon. This is a step in the right direction. Fun fact. Did you know that you can obtain an F-1 student visa for community college? Epic Times. Trump administration hiking immigration fees will charge for asylum claims. The illegal immigrant cabal has already started howling about the huge sum that people claiming asylum will be responsible for. 50 whole U.S. dollars. It costs this country $1,800 to process each application, so I think it's a fair price. Filing an application to become a naturalized citizen will go up from $460 to $855. Now that's a huge increase. These fees are necessary because the U.S. Citizen and Immigration Services, USCIS, has been hard hit by the COVID-19 pandemic and needs the money to keep functioning. Expect numerous new lawsuits being filed in an attempt to stop these increases, especially the $50 asylum application fee. Epic Times. All new DACA applications will be rejected. Renewals shortened, EHS say. This action was announced via a memo issued July 28th by Homeland Security Secretary Chad Wolf. DACA stands for Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals. This program is controversial and shields from deportation hundreds of thousands of illegal aliens who came to the United States as children. It was created by an executive order by then-President Barack Obama in 2012. The DHS memo also stops the so-called Advanced Parole Program, which lets the illegal immigrant travel to the country of their origin and then lets them return with legal status. New renewal applications will only be done on a case-by-case basis and approval is only for one year versus the previous two-year renewal. Trump 
aims to end this program, which gives legal status to these illegal aliens. The argument is that it wasn't their choice to break the law by entering this country illegally. However, once given legal status, what do you think the majority of these people will do? They will petition for their parents who broke the law in the first place and start the process of chain migration. I hope that the administration is successful. Show me another country that allows legal aliens to demand things once they get here. Epic Times, New York City Mayor quotes Karl Marx during an interview. New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio, which is not his real name, quoted Karl Marx during a radio interview the second time a major Democrat has quoted a communist this month. De Blasio, in an appearance on WNYC, said that his predecessor, Michael Bloomberg, focused on the business community and the elites, while he has not. Quote, I am tempted to borrow a quote from Karl Marx here, he said, adding soon after, quote, there's a famous quote that the state is the executive committee of the bourgeois, and I use it openly to say, no, I actually read that when I was a young person. I said, well, that's not the way it's supposed to be. The business community matters. We need to work with the business community. As his long-winded statement goes on, he states he'll listen to the business community, but the city government represents the working people and that mayors should not be too cozy with the business community. The problem I have is with the representing working people part. He does not do this. He represents the illegal immigrant, the drug-idled homeless person, and most of all, the city's criminals. All the working people represent to him and his administration is a source of revenue via outlandish taxation to fund the above groups. Marxists like the mayor must feel as if they are winning the battle for this country's future as they are even not even trying to hide that they are communists. Fun fact number two. De Blasio's real name is Warren Wilhelm Jr. His parents were forced to leave federal employment because they were communist. Look it up. Fox News, Jonathan Turley, blast CNN's Brian Stetler over Nicholas Sandman tweet. George Washington University law professor Jonathan Turley blasted CNN's Brian Stetler on Tuesday, saying his lack of empathy towards Covington Catholic High School student Nicholas Sandman could end up being extremely costly for the liberal news network if the media pundit violated a confidentiality agreement. Quote, the media was wrong in its abuse of this kid, terribly wrong. Yet media figures continue to attack him for somehow causing this controversy, Turley wrote in a piece headlined. Did CNN's Stetler shatter the Sandman confidentiality agreement? Stetler retweeted tweets in which other media members were speculating on the amount of money Sandman had settled for in his lawsuit. Speculating he was just a nuisance payment of a low amount. Sandman was a 15-year-old kid on a high school trip to Washington, D.C. when his MAGA hat-wearing group was accosted by black Hebrew Israelites shouting racial slurs at the high schoolers as they were waiting for their bus. A Native American approached the confrontation, banging a drum and chanting, which amused the kids, I mean, the kids, who surrounded the drummer and started chanting also. Sandman just stood there with a surprised grin on his face. There was video footage of the event, of which the mainstream media edited, giving the impression that the high school group started the fight and were the ones guilty of using racial slurs. 
Newspapers such as the Washington Post ran this biased narrative until the unedited video came out showing that that's not what actually happened. The whole situation was a disgrace and shows what the MSM really is. It has opened a lot of eyes. Stooping so low as to endanger the welfare of a group of high school kids whose only sins were wearing MAGA hats and being Caucasian. Sandman and his school were harassed for weeks as a result of this agenda-driven news reporting, and he just settled a lawsuit with the Washington Post last week. Update. Sandman's lawyer has filed a new lawsuit against CNN for breaching the non-disclosure agreement. Breitbart. Atlanta protesters embedded nails into fireworks. Leaked FBI document states a federal law enforcement document reviewed by Breitbart, Texas, reports that protesters who attacked the Atlanta field office of U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement, ICE, embedded nails into commercial-grade fireworks. The devices were reportedly discovered after the protest ended Sunday morning. Well, that certainly raises the stakes. The nails were embedded in mortar-shell type of commercial-grade fireworks. As I have stated in previous episodes, the biggest difference between commercial-grade fireworks and military-grade explosives is the lack of shrapnel in the fireworks. It's as if the Marxists are trying to injure or kill government officers in a bid to provoke a reaction. Perhaps that's the game plan. Epic Times, Seattle police find explosives in van at protest. Seattle police found explosives this week in a van that was used to equip protesters amid violent demonstrations over the weekend. People were seen on Saturday removing items like pyrotechnic explosives, improvised shields, and baseball bats from the van and giving them to people in the crowd. Moments later, an explosion blew an 8-inch hole in the wall of the East Precinct, Seattle Police Chief Carmen Best said at a Wednesday press conference. Have you heard or read of any of this in the mainstream media? Thought not. The van was parked and abandoned for weeks in front of the precinct while the riders occupied the Chop slash Chaz area. Daily Mail. Conservative journalist is stabbed in the back during Portland protest. A video caught a 25-year-old videographer and journalist, Andrew Duncombe, being stabbed while he was out filming the riots. In interviews, Duncombe said that someone had tipped off Antifa to his presence and that he, he and his group were being followed. When Duncombe confronted the group, one Blake David Hampe, age 43, was arrested for the crime. It appears Hampe is a convicted sex offender with a prior federal conviction for child pornography. He joins other arrested Antifa members that also have sex offender status and prior arrests for pedophilia-related offenses. Just like the Nazis they supposedly oppose, Antifa recruits the worst members of society to accomplish the organization's dirty work. Breitbart. Fed's not leaving Portland until Democrats secure the city. Oregon Governor Kate Brown announced last Wednesday that an agreement had been reached with the federal government, which would have caused the withdrawal of federal officers. Antifa and other Marxists took online victory laps on social media, but it appears they were celebrating too soon. Not only will the federal officers be staying in Portland, but hundreds of Oregon state troopers will be joining the local police to stamp out these nightly riots. Not quite the victory these morons were celebrating. Epic Times from Biden. Arsonists and anarchists should be prosecuted. Whoa, 
Seems all of this, and I'm using this hologram's words, shenanigans have finally gotten old Joe's attention. I guess the pollsters see the political winds changing, prompting this statement during a very, very rare press conference. Go back to sleep, Joe. We'll wake you up when it's over. From Breitbart, Democrats introduced a bill to repeal amendment barring U.S. funds to provide abortions overseas. Isn't it bad enough that U.S. taxpayers have to fund abortions in this country? Now the Democrats want us to fund abortions for foreigners. What goes on in the minds of these ultra-feminist Congress members? A total of eight female House members introduced this bill that, if passed, would repeal the Helms Amendment, which was passed in 1973. The bill is titled, Abortion is Healthcare Everywhere Act of 2020. So that's the angle. Abortion is now healthcare. Would a vasectomy be considered healthcare also? Should we fund them for men overseas along with abortions? How about plastic surgery? Should we be also funding the world's breast augmentation surgery also? You know, this is all leading up to gender reassignment surgery, don't you? You realize that? One small step at a time. Personally, I don't care what you do with your body or really anything you do at all as long as it doesn't affect my family and I. Paying for you to do whatever you want does affect my family and I by taking our money to fund some pet agenda. New York Post, the last decent newspaper left in New York, and also my first employer. Though this article has some misleading facts. Armed protesters shot dead after a confrontation at Black Lives Matter rally in Texas. It states that the driver and shooter, quote, plowed through the crowd of protesters, but the video footage doesn't show that. What I can see from the footage is a car at an intersection surrounded by rioters and a man pointing an AK-47 at the driver's front side window. You can clearly hear the shooter yell, everybody back up, back up, back up, before the shots are heard, killing the rifle-toting rioter. As the car makes its getaway, another rioter opens fire on the vehicle. The dead Marxist Garrett Foster was an Air Force veteran, though it seems he only served for a little over a year before being discharged to, quote, care for his fiance who had all limbs amputated due to the disease. I didn't know you can get a hardship discharge for other than a direct relative. I think this is not true and was thrown in there for some sympathy. Foster gave a videotaped interview earlier that day while brandishing the rifle in which he states that if he points the weapons at police, he's dead, but the types of people he's up against, and I'll keep it clean here, he used a slang term for female genitalia that starts with the letter P, so he's not concerned. Well, the 28-year-old learned a hard lesson he should have been taught by his parents. And speaking of that, his mother and sister are on an apparent sympathy campaign at the moment. Note there are no male family members around, which is telling. Both shooters were interviewed and released by police. No charges have been filed against either. Another weird thing, the driver of the car has not been identified, which leads me to believe he was other than Caucasian. Now for some overseas news. Well, it affects overseas. From Epic Times, Pentagon to move 11,900 troops out of Germany in reshuffle. Both sides of the political aisle are against this, but it makes both strategic and monetary sense. First, the troops will be moving closer to Russia's eastern flank to countries like Poland, 
who will pay their fair share to host the troops. As of now, the United States pays for the bulk of the NATO alliance. Trump has asked for increased funding from fellow members, but was poo-pooed, with Germany being the most vocal about it. Right this moment, members of Congress are receiving letters from various towns and cities within Germany who will be most affected by these moves. They are begging congressmen to reverse this decision. Germany pays less than 1% of its GDP towards NATO, far, far below the agreed amount. The country likes to brag about its great infrastructure and healthcare system. Well, that was made possible by not having to provide for the defense of your country. The U.S. provides and pays for the bulk of it. Gee, I'd like my country to have the same great infrastructure and healthcare system, but we just can't afford it if our money is going towards paying for the defense of ungrateful nations like Germany. Good move, and I hope there's more to come. Editorial Why are the left calling federal officers secret police, stormtroopers, and Gestapo? Besides being an insult to the officers, it's an insult to the Jewish people and resistance fighters to the Nazis that actually suffered under the real deal. The federal officers I observed had patches and badges which identified what agency they were employed by and had name tags at first until they started being doxxed. Some secret police, huh? Stormtroopers is a more apt description of Antifa who seem to loot and burn everything they can. Also, it seems the biggest pool of recruitment for the Antifa members to do the dirty work come from convicted cons, pedophiles, and other miscreants and society's dregs, just like the real Nazi stormtroopers were recruited from. As far as Gestapo, I haven't heard of anyone being tortured or held without being criminally charged. The left also don't seem to understand what an arrest warrant is. They claim when people are arrested during a routine traffic stop because of an outstanding arrest warrant, they are being kidnapped. All that money for college, and this is the knowledge being displayed. Too bad you can't get a warranty on that college degree. A lot of parents would have a nice nest egg to retire with. Rest in peace, Herman Cain. You had my vote back in 2012. It's a shame you weren't the party's choice. That music means this episode is over. Thank you for listening. I hope this provoked thoughts and not just emotions. You can contact me at nnopodcast at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you. In the meantime, stay safe and open-minded. This concludes today's episode. End transmission.